Welcome, welcome, and more welcomes to Mr. Cooper's Neighborhood Podcast with co-host, the K-Worker. The uh, Caseworker. The Caseworker. Yeah, how y'all doing? And first things first, I want to give thanks to our shared creator and Mesquite Community College for making this a reality. This show attempts to inform in an entertaining, invigorating way through current events, popular gossip, history, in a teen or mature level. And I'll add and delete elements as we go through episode through episode. Caseworker, why don't you tell all this a little bit about yourself? Well, my name is uh, the Caseworker. I'm known as other names in other places. I'm, uh, I have a very, very uh, interesting past, if you would, if you allow me to say. Uh, I started life later in life, you know, opposed to living young. I was living wrong and I wind up living right at almost at the end. But I'm a much better man for it today. Uh, speaking of manhood, what makes a man? Well, according to Merriam Dictionary, an individual human, especially an adult male human. Two, a man belonging to a particular category, as by birth, residence, membership, or occupation, usually used in a combination, like councilman, or husband, lover, the human race. But the one that I think that stands out is a one possessing in high degree the qualities considered distinctive of manhood, such as courage, strength, and vigor. And that's what Merriam-Webster's has to say about it. But I think my personal thoughts are, you know, a man is an individual whom is quick to listen and slow to speak or rap, responsible, take care of his obligations, fair. His word has to be important to him, responsible for his actions, seek wise counsel, and last, sacrifice for his family. I just think that in order to be considered a man, you have to it, it, you have to depend on the culture or the community who defines that. Because if you go to a different country, everybody don't believe the same thing and what it makes to be a man. So that's my perspective on it. So, Mr. Casey, what is your perspective on what is a man? Well, based upon again uh, my experiential insight, a man is one who does the right things for all the right reasons. Uh, he's a coach, he's a minister, he's a husband. You know, he wears all these hats and he wears it with integrity. He wears it with integrity. See, what I've come to find out in my 60 years on this planet, man, he builds things. When you look at the father, the father is the individual who feels uh, his sons and daughters to be uh, responsible, courageous, uh, bold, daring, with all the right connotations attached to that. Now, I'm not saying, you know, nothing crazy. I'm talking about integrity. I'm saying they emulate their father because to them, their father is the hero in their life. And if you can convey that, if you if one if a guy can convey that to his children in his everyday walk of life and his wife and in his community, I think that's what make a man. 
Wow, that's very explosive, you know, and very colorful. I think that when it comes to being a man, I think all of us throughout the whole world has some things in common, you know. I think that all of us can agree that we want that we should take care of his family. A man should take care of his family and raise his children. If you produce children, you should be responsible for them into adulthood. Um, I think one that I struggled with when I was a, transitioning to a man was um, loyalty to a female, you know, um, and telling the truth and all that kind of stuff. You know, I, it took some wise counseling for me to come to the real come to the reality that I'm a as as a man you know I'm an, I'm the dominant species on the planet so they say you know I guess that depends on who you ask but man is the dominant species on the planet and I should not be happening to move like that lion and um just some of the childish things that I was doing so I guess to put it in a nutshell when I became a man I put away childish things and lying to women just I don't think it's manly. That's just my opinion. And 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 I agree with you, uh, Coop. I agree with you wholeheartedly. However, where do we coming up in the communities in which we come up in, uh, the low on everything but uh, uh, doing bad? Uh, what what where do you think we supposed to get a playbook like that from? You know, coming up as a young man, uh, the different examples, or the diff the, the the not so different examples of what a man is supposed to be. Like you said, uh, uh, you're looking at a woman from this particular perspective and so forth. Where would did we inherit those playbooks from? Well, I think a lot of it came from the men you be around. You know, we just pick up a lot of things. Uh, for me, I picked up a lot of stuff off TV and rap music, you know, um, and experience taught me that, you know, everybody ain't going to tell you the truth. You know, you're not going to always get the truth about things. You know, I was bamboozled about a lot of things uh, growing up as a as a young male because my father wasn't around and I, and I've become to understand you know the role of a man there is also to not allow your kids to be um their brains to be contaminated with a lot of uh, foolishness you know and i think that you have to combat it because you can't just you know try to keep your kids away from it because the world has to spin you know but you know you have to combat it by teaching your kids the truth you know and when the father is removed like mine was you know I, I didn't get accurate knowledge so i had to bump my head a lot of time i had to bump my head on a lot of things and i was a late bloomer because i just didn't have accurate knowledge i didn't know what to tap into you know and i had the heavenly creator you know the most high was reaching after me the whole time you know and, and a few of those times you know um i walked away you know i ain't ashamed to admit that i walked away a few of those times but he was uh, screaming out to me, you know, I wouldn't say screaming, but he was, you know, he was um, calling me and I, I listened and I began to learn these things. And my first um, understanding was through the Bible, you know, some of the things that um, the Bible was saying to me, you know, like about um, seek and ye shall find, you know, a man should seek wise counsel. A man should always have wise counsel. You should always have other men or women or people to talk to about things. You know, a man doesn't have his I think that, you know, if you have more people, a team, you know, 
is is better than one, you know. So, and you got anything to add to that, Mister Casey? Yeah, a whole lot. You know, that that was a powerful spiel you just gave me. Uh, that you know what you just said wrapped in a bowl of first start. See, nobody never gave us, as you pointed out, nobody never gave us proper instruction. It was always misunderstanding, misleading, misguiding, miss everything. Uh, but now, as you say, you've got more season in your years, as I've got more season in my years. We start. And, 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 it's, and it's not funny that you brought up uh, scripture because to me today, the greatest example of a man, the greatest example of a man, I'm talking about, I'm talking about in this totality, is Jesus. Jesus is the first one to lay the whole game down. What we can be if we mm -hmm. choose to. Mm -hmm. And but I kind of find out again yet in my uh experiential travels. It always has to have a beginning. In John 1, 1, I think it says, in the beginning, there was the word. So it always has to have a beginning. And I oftentimes find myself, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to be in the company of some young people sometime, and I'll be able to give them a start. Because the milk of, uh, the land of milk and honey, it is for those who are seeking it. My man, you hit that right on the head with a sludge hammer. And that's all I wanted to add to that, man. That was a beautiful spillage that you gave, uh, Brother Coop. Thank yeah, uh, yeah, I was going to say that, you know, I think when, you know, when, when you get people together, two people or more, you know, things start to... Um, building a lot faster. I, I think that, you know, having another thought process, you know, two thought processes together, you know, intertwine, you know, the synergy is built, you know, but to put it in a nutshell, you know, as far as the man, you know, I think that, you know, um, wisdom, you know, to seek that out, you know, and to be able to grow and have your mind open about learning what's best for you, because I guess, um, you know, not everybody don't have the same walk or the same path, but I think that, you know, a man has to find his way. I think that's what makes you a man. You find your way. You know, there are tools available, especially in this country. But people that are living in uh, rougher countries, you know, those are lessons as well. You know, survival. Well, cool. Yeah. The young people of today, like in the young people of our day, uh, they're not hearing it. They're not hearing it, man, and it, and I think it's a language barrier. I think that there's a whole demographic in this country that is not being used, and if it, and if being used, being used very poorly, handcuffing us to our passes. The the best suited uh, 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 individual to have those kind of conversations with the young people. Is those of them that have walked in that fire and, and they have a clear and precise understanding of what they went through. 
Yes. And convey it in such a way, man, not that it, that it makes them afraid. It just opens up a few portholes in one's thinking. It let it let him know that he has uh he has options. Because when I was coming up, as I'm sure when you coming up, it, it didn't appear that we had no options. So therefore, in not having feeling like you don't have any options and you don't know enough to be traveling on this planet by yourself yet, you make obviously a lot of bad choices. Yeah. So, you know, that has happened across the board to you. You know, my father passed when I was young. He didn't, he, you know, he wasn't no deadbeat dad. I'm saying, dude, went to the military, came home, got into the postal service, and he wound up having a bad heart early in his life. I think my father passed when he was like 42. And so I got a lot of misinformation from the llama and the glamour of the streets. Yeah. The Cadillacs, the, 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 the big diamond rings, the fine girls with legs from here to Tahiti. You know, so those are the things that appeal to me, the slick conversations. Yeah. So it has to have a beginning. The correction process must have a beginning. And again, because the demographics of sincere, true, authentic individuals who has been in the institutions and they come out here, there is definitely a need for that individual. He understands a portion of the concrete jungle creed. The portion to which led him through, uh, had him go down a bad set of experiences. So now who can best tell you or guide you on the basketball court if he ain't never really had no basketball experiences. Mm -hmm. you, you know what I mean? So, yeah, there has to be a beginning, man. There has to be a beginning. Like I said, we have to take our shots when we are given an opportunity. When the Father God placed in our uh, midst an uh, opportunity, man, to plant a seed of good thought, well-wishing, and uh, peace on earth and goodwill to man to this young man right here by way of giving him something that he can go into life with and chew on for perhaps the rest of his life. Yeah, you know, so it has to be have a beginning. Um, I wanted to close out with a little bit of that uh, manly, because the next one was woman. We're going to jump right into woman right after that. Okay. But uh, I wanted to uh, close out with mine, you know, what, what what really stood out as a kid, me growing up, uh, and, and a lot of the things I was, I learned in the streets from experience and uh, all the lies, and I learned some truths and things as well in, right. in the streets, but uh, television, you know, television opened up, opened up a world of many diversities and cultures and languages, all kind of things was going on on this what, television. What you say, and that's, what you yeah, say, that, 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 that tube, that, that tube sitting in your living room, that television yeah. tube. You know? Yeah, you know, that thing brought a lot of stuff into my home, you know, and, and allowed me to see different things and opened yeah. up a different 
perspective in me, you know, especially in the 80s, you know, we had television was really came came out good in the 80s, you know, MTV, you know, and the everything, you know. Whole, the birth of a whole nother culture. Yeah, yeah, and it opened up and it showed us from the streets and things of that nature, but, you know, it was a lot of things. I was able to look at a lot of different cultures, you know. I think when I saw uh, Cosby's show, you know, I, I became upset with my mother because I thought my mama was supposed to be Claire Hucks, but, you know, I, that's what I thought, you know. I thought yeah. she was supposed to be sugars and spice and everything nice, but right. when I became a man, I was able to look back and understand what my mother had been through, you know, and all the things that happened, yeah. and had they would have followed the traditional of my father's family, which was get married and come together with that balance to raise children, that balance was needed to raise these children. This woman, this man coming together to create this balance, you know. But um, closing out on that uh, manly, I'm going to move right, transition right on into the woman. But Merriam Dictionary doesn't have a lot on woman. That is strange because they had a lot on what is a man. But a woman is say an adult female person, a woman belonging to a particular category as by birth, residence, membership, or occupation distinctively feminine nature, a woman who is a servant or personal attendant. But I think this one is the one that I like the most, a woman who is extremely fond of or devoted to something specific or specified, you know. Um, to me, I think of a woman as sugars and spices and everything. Nice, I got a daughter and grandmamas, you know, so these women, I was always around. And that was the balance that helped me balance out because I did have a balance from the women and then these hardcore men in the streets or whatever things that was going on, right. you know. But that woman, you know, sugars and spice and everything, nice, you know. Yeah. I think that a woman should be treated with respect at all times or left alone because before, you know, when I listened to a lot of rap music, we degraded women and we talked that stuff. And even that pimp word, that still resonates in some of our mentality, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I think that if a woman um, in rap music, they have their reason for doing it was we're not talking about real women. We talking about the, 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 the I don't want to say those words on the podcast, but women of, um, I guess, lower class or not so such moral, moral and values. There it is. The garden um, too. Huh? The garden too. <laughs> yeah. I guess there will be a way of saying it too, you know, but I think that um, women like, that has to be love too. You know, they've been through it, things. How how they get like that? You know, I've been to places in my life where I was, you know, low. You know, so I understand being low. You know, but when you know women go like that, it's hard for them to come back because you know traditionally all they had was their name. Things are changing now, but yeah. women had it really rough. You know, um, they didn't get rights until I mean, all women didn't get rights to the sixties as well. You know, and I think that. A woman has really had a, a rough deal in America, you know, throughout the whole time, according to history, you know, women has, you know, has not been looked upon very greatly. You know, I think America has really done some wonders in that department um, as far as putting them in office and leading and all that. You know, I'm I'm a fond believer of, you know, if, if you can drive the boat, then drive the boat. You know, that's just how I look at it. You know, if you can steer the ship, steer the ship. And if you can't do the job, you can't do the job. You know, I think that that's just what it comes down to when it comes to male and female. But give us a little bit what you think about uh, the woman, Mr. Casey. You're a married man and mother and all those beautiful things. Uh, first of all, allow me to say I really appreciate the stuff that you be saying, Coop. 
Cause you be, you know, taking the guy back on that memory track, man, to uh, give him a picture from which he came. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I think women are the greatest gift put on this planet. Uh, and even to even be more, and even to be given to to what I consider to be even more their due. Uh, the, not only the greatest uh, thing he put on this planet, but he made her man's reasonable companion. But man being who he is, hard-headed, he won't listen to the greatest counsel that has put, been put in his life through his development. Boy, man, something else, Jack. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I used to have two of those very low values, uh, values and very low uh, uh, respect or anything that had anything to do with uh, acknowledging a woman as the great thing that she is from our great God. Uh, she, uh, she, she, if you allow her, the woman, even the one that they want to give all those uh, different ugly titles to, the harlot and all of mm -hmm. that, you know, even those, like you say, those are the super duper duper special gifts from uh, the great God uh, in Jesus' name. Uh, They, they they are truly remarkable. They are truly remarkable if given and, and allowed to be who they are or, or giving them the proper instructions because I kind of find out again coming up through the ranks, man, that a woman, she earns her right to be in the place that she finds herself at in all of her endeavors to get there. So you're right. They held to higher esteem. Right. And, and 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 they're held to that esteem because they are so remarkable, so fearfully and wonderfully made are they. But we have to get out of the way, man, and, and, and respect them for the brains, the emotional uh, dynamite that they are. Okay, physically, they might not be all of that in a lot of cases. But emotionally and mentally, They'll smash everything that come up on them, man. They are truly remarkable beings. They are. They uh, are. And uh, I want to bring up this right here is that um, they have just certain things that they're allowed to do. And just to bring up one that's kind of funny to me is that when I was in the county building and I went to court and they made me take off my hat, but it was a woman and that with a hat on. I was like, what is going on with that? You know, I couldn't understand that. Right. So I looked it up a little bit and about the Queen of England and all that and how, you know, those hats means class or something, right. social. Um, yeah, it means yeah. something of great stature or something like that. They're hats, you know. Right. And then uh, to be... pronouncing it. Yeah, and then to be funny about it, you know, um, sometimes they take their hat off, man, it might be a wildfire force up under that, you know, so... <laughs> And sometimes they got to get up and go because a woman have a lot of jobs, man, and a lot of things she had to do, take care of them kids. I mean, over time, woman had a lot of jobs, and she had to jump. Sometimes she got to jump and put that hat on, you know, and go. 
You know? run, how, hey, run out the house like it's on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes you got to go, you know. But um, I think that regardless of what type of woman she is, I think that you should love a, them or leave them alone. If you can't find a way to love a woman, leave her alone. Yes, there are bad women in the world, but they still need to be loved. Yeah. They've been through a long, a hard, long battle journey. Hey, cool. When I look over the whole situation, man, like I was saying from the beginning, she didn't get that way all by herself. See, that one that's got that cold heart, she mean, and she always acting, you know, like she don't need no man in her life. She has been severely scorned. Quite possibly. By some man. I ain't necessarily saying it had to be somebody outside the house. It could have been a father. And I ain't necessarily talking about physical molestation either. I'm talking about you depreciating them. Yeah, you know, I think it's a fingerprint, though. I think it's individualized. And everybody yeah. don't got, everybody ain't got the same story, you know, right. because I, I, I met a young lady one time, and uh, she was real hard on me, you know. And, you know, after we became friends, I asked her, I said, what's, what's, what's going on with that? You know, and I met her father, so I understood where she got it from. Right. You know, and she told me, she said, I'm choosy. And she said, you listen to rap music. I don't see that stuff you're listening to. You right. might think you can do that kind of stuff. You know, so something like that. So she, so what that told me is that she was aware. She right. was aware and she wanted to avoid a lot of the pitfalls that her father had warned her about. That's what I was thinking because when um, traditionally, and this would, this would have happened, you know, when I got to talking to her at school and things, um, before I could even do anything, she was like, my daddy want to meet you. Right. And, and I was like, we ain't got to do all that. And she was like, no, this means something to me. And I was like, wait a minute now. I didn't know nothing about them kind of morals and values that uh, the Cosbys was talking about and the growing pains and the Seavers and, and all those TV shows that were talking about. You know, I caught some of the stuff, you know, but that moment when I had experienced that, you know, and how he handled me when I got there, and his whole, you know, he watching me and me becoming a man, I knew what he was doing. He was checking my body language, my facial expressions mm. and everything, because I am dealing with something that means so much to him. Mm -hmm. that he, they, so yeah. he really, he, he know that I could destroy things. He knew that, yeah. you know, so he had to handle me with caution as well as I had to handle him with caution. You got these two men in his room when they have a common goal of this little girl, but if one of our go common goal is off, it's going to mess things up. Right. You know, so. right. And um, just to close that out on, I want to think about this. I want to talk about this book that I've been writing for some years. It's called Shame on You, Black Man. And it hurts me to put that out there because I'm talking about myself as well. Mm. But it, um, it kind of hurts to put it out there because, but it has to be done. You know, I, I really don't want to, uh, it's very controversial and people are going to be mad at me but I just feel like I got to do it, man. But um, from my understanding, you know, when the black man got free, you know, he, he looked back, he said, wow, the black man, the white man had did me bad. He had his foot on my back and, you know, gave, gave me a hard time. And I look at it like the black man turned around and done it to the black woman. You know, the black man got free first and he turned around and pimped his woman and did all these things that we saw on TV. Um, I even happened to see some of this stuff in my family. My father was around until I was five. You know, and I saw some things and he got to using drugs and, you know, um, some people want to say that the system 
uh, messed your daddy up to uh, segregation or, you know, integration, all these changes and all these things that happen over time, messed your daddy up, messed your father up. But, but as I became a man, I came to realize that, you know, you have to survive. You have got to survive no matter your situation. And when I found Jesus and the, the teachings through Martin Luther King and Jesus about the Bible, you know, I was able to learn and understand that I, there's a way to survive. And also that what happened on this earth or what man is doing really ain't superior. You know, that's not the superior thing. You know, that's just what's 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 in front of you. You got to be able to deal with these things. You got to learn how to deal with these things. And over time, I think responsibly these things, and maturely. Yeah. And over time, I think these things have become a little bit easier to do, because can you imagine living under a king, one man under control? Yeah. You know, so madness, <laughs> you know what his way he want his way. Right. You know, and, and that makes me that makes me also think about the reverend and the conflict with the black people and the reverend. You know, um, that has to be restored because the church is really fundamental in a lot of things. If you look back in the past, the black church has endured. The black church went through a, a lot of things and kept the community together. And now it seems like that is a problem. You know, people ain't going to church. People ain't understanding. You know, I ain't saying you should be religious. You know, I think whatever works for you, you know, but I just think that going to church, you find some solace. You get to be around people that believe in some of the same things you believe in, you know, and that's when you begin to, you'll learn how to be a man. If you're amongst the men of noble character, you know, men that are seeking wise counsel, men that want what's best for the community, you know, and those men are out there. I just don't think that they are grouped up like they used to be. Things are all shaking up right now. The devil has shaken you know, this planet up. He just shook know, this planet up. You know, Coop, you know, I, I would even, you know, go so far to say talking about those uh, individual men that's out there that's in the army of God that is truly following the principles of Jesus. You know, I, you know, I have to really take my hat off to them guys, man, because if it was easy, it would be more of them. Exactly, exactly. And, and, and they 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 do a remarkable job, man. I you know I don't gun guys down when I have an opportunity to talk about us. I mean, you know, black men, young boys, or whatever. You know, uh, we 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 in a lot of ways have you know dropped the ball yet again. Mm -hmm. Yet again. Uh, we are under some type of uh, illusion or disillusionment that, you know, she comes already ready-made. No, she comes with the ingredients mm -hmm. in her. Mm -hmm. uh, that that tasty treat when you need it or that, uh, 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 that stern consulant when you need it. Uh, she she comes with those potentialities and it's on you, husband, man the nurturer, the guider to help her go inside of herself and find her. And, you know, for the guys that is actually doing that, man, that's raising their daughters, man, with principles and high morals, man, I salute them. I salute them too. Salute. I salute yeah. them, man. And the, 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 the women that, 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 I give all honor to them because they they had patience enough to endure. You know, it's 
you know, it's one thing when when you uh, when you pushing something at somebody opposed to when somebody pushing something at you. A total different effect. And I, I, that just honor that whole that whole system right there, Coop. You know, that whole system, man, uh done right, man. Done right and and properly guided, man. You're talking about an individual who can perhaps, no, no, ain't no perhaps, who can do anything they want to do with power, clarity, and authority, man. Yeah. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the woman. I ain't talking about what, what vehicle she traveling in, oh, gee, 300 pounds, but inside she's a dynamo. But nobody ever get a chance to see it because the 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 artist who was supposed to come along and help us straighten out some of those hello you there we didn't lost the caseworker so we're going to take a commercial break and this commercial break is called Commercial Criticism. And this criticism goes to Folgers. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. But in this commercial, there were um, a host of ladies, and I think one guy was in that video too, but they were in a Zoom meeting. And these were women who were had these children all over their back, and um, they were maintaining the workforce or maintaining the job while doing taking care of the children and the child was all over her back and she was holding a cup of coffee and studied trying to do her job. Just the resiliency of women is just fascinating. And I just wanted to give a thumbs up to that, you know, and how this, these women were able to maintain their professionalism and deal with their children all in one during this pandemic. And I want to give a thumbs up to Folgers for making that commercial. It was diversified. It had many races in there. It even had a man in there. And I think that as she was going through that, it was getting very frustrating. And the commercial was like, I'm about to snap. And she held it together and was able to accomplish her job. And she had a cup of coffee there with her. So this commercial break is to salute the women and Folgers for putting that commercial together. The best part of waking up is Folgers in your cup. 